Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joyce Meyer. Joyce is known around the world for teaching practical wisdom from God's Word. She's also a best-selling author. You can watch Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life weekday mornings on Miracle Channel at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And now... Joyce Meyer and Dr. Henry Cloud will describe how believers have the power to heal their anxiety, depression, and mood disorders with the strength of God's love in their lives. They will discuss building healthy boundaries in order to live in a constant state of health. Let's dive into the message. Well, there's a good chance that you have experienced feelings of sadness or emptiness. I know I certainly have at times. Maybe you have trouble concentrating with too many things flooding through your mind. Well, today my special guest, clinical psychologist, Dr. Henry Cloud, is here to talk with us about some important issues that people are struggling with. Dr. Cloud is a New York Times bestselling author for a wonderful book called Boundaries. And he's gonna be one of our guest speakers at our Love Life Women's Conference here in just a few weeks. So Dr. Cloud, welcome to Enjoying Everyday Life. It's good to be here. It's always good to be with you. Well, I know that, you know, a lot of people never have a chance to go and get a little counseling from a good psychologist. So today they're going to get a word in due season. Seems like so many people today are anxious and depressed and angry. What is going on? Well, a number of things. And and you're right when you say so many, you know, just um, I think in in the recent years, the, the anxiety diagnoses are they're just going off. You see all these, these medications being prescribed and it's, um, it's a big problem. I think a lot of things are going on. I think, you know, part of it is, is the structure that we used to see was mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all the ways that communities and lives and families and all of that worked. I think there's a fragmentation of all that. And then there's a lot of values that have gone goofy and, right. but, but ultimately, the good news is that we know how to help this stuff. Right. I mean, we really know how to treat depression, anxiety, and, and you know, mood disorders and all that. And my mission in life is to try to take it out of the stratosphere <laughs> and bring it down to what I've seen in thousands and thousands of local neighborhoods and church bodies is... God has given us the ways to heal this stuff mm-hmm. in, in our normal relationships, you know, in small groups with a prayer partner and right. things that we learn, great teaching like you do. And so there's great hope. People don't have to feel that way. You know, I was, of course, I guess the whole world knows, sexually abused by my dad. And so yeah. I started out with a deficit, you know. I mean, I had anxiety by the time I was 18. I was already having different issues and uh, so many people today have anxiety they have Mm -hmm. mood disorders and my mom was mentally ill and so it just 
it took on a really bad connotation for me early mm. in life because she was like one of the people that just acted out and did a lot of goofy stuff and they didn't have medications or the help mm -hmm. you know that people needed mm -hmm. back then and I think that somehow and I'd like to have you speak to this in in the church there's a stigma mm -hmm. it's like you you can have sugar diabetes and get pity but if you have a mental disorder then you're oh, there's something wrong with you right and I really want to see people First of all, yes, we can get over these problems. And, you know, one of the things that was such a big help to me, I had so many problems in my soul and in my personality, but I had to face the truth about them. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to the point where I couldn't just keep blaming all my bad behavior on what happened to me when I was a kid. I had to take responsibility and let God walk me through healing. But I would really like to see the stigma yeah. lifted off of mental things, because I think so many people are, are hurting, but they're hiding. That's right, and that, that's a great phrase. They're hurting, but they're hiding. And I appreciate anybody that, that um, uses a platform, you know, like you have to help in that issue, because none of us ever gets well in whatever area of life if you don't take the fig leaf off. You know, right. what you're talking about really is, is it goes back to the original story when when Adam and Eve fell, that was the first time you see mental health issues, right? They're mm -hmm. afraid, they're ashamed and all right. this. So what's the first move we make is to cover it up. Yeah. But what God did was he stepped in and he said, look, because of my acceptance and this is a big one that's gonna help that problem that you guys begin to accept each other where you are, right? Yeah. you can take that fig leaf off. And so if we can have this message that you're talking about to get rid of the stigma right. and have little circles of people in churches sitting down and saying, I was abused and somebody else going, I was too, or mm -hmm. I was abandoned, or I'm afraid to get up and, and, and you know talk in front of right. people or yeah. whatever it is. That's the first step to healing. And God bless the churches, the shepherds out there that are providing places for people to do that. I was listening to a podcast yesterday on, uh, on love. I think it was John Ortberg. And he, he was talking about how at their church, they have a group for people who have mood disorders. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, it would be great if every church had something like that because... I know people, they're, they're afraid to say, I have a problem with this. And so they hide it. And the more you hide it, the more power it has over you. Absolutely. The, the There's best an old thing saying, to you're do, only as sick as your secrets, right? Right. Your secrets keep you sick. And so um, wh what about depression? What would you say for somebody who's watching that just has had a lifetime of depression and no matter what they seem to do, they can't get over it? Well, the first thing I would say is um, you're not alone. Um, I, I should have the number right in front of me, but it's a, it's a big number of the percentage of all of us that at some juncture in life will go through some kind of depression. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, you're not alone. Second thing is, is you're not weird. You know, you're not, you're not, um, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not like, you know, um, like, 
one that a flawed person right. that came off the assembly line wrong. Right. There are reasons why we get depressed, and it's totally understandable, and it's totally treatable. Now, mm -hmm. basically what we're talking about in depression is there are some physical issues that can cause it. You mentioned right. diabetes earlier. Well, you know, insulin problems can cause depression. Right. Insulin problems can cause confusion. There may be, if you're depressed, there may be something biologically going on. Right. Neurotransmitters in the brain, a bunch of stuff. So it's like any other illness. Secondly, there are, there are psychological, which I think are spiritual, you know, the, those, those issues of, of what, what happens in life to people mm -hmm. that, you know, if, you have a, if you're driving your car and you get hit by a car, your car is going to limp, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad car because yeah. it's limping. Well, you take somebody that's been abandoned. You take somebody that's been sexually abused. Right. The Bible has this whole, whole, you know, theme of, of brokenheartedness and oppression and powerlessness that people are put under in, in horrible situations. Right. Well, that's a car that's been hit. Yeah. And if, if you're depressed, probably there are some things that have happened to you that need to be healed. And right. the Bible's clear about that. The third part is that, that we all have ways of operating, our views of the world, our maps of the world, the way we think. We have, you know, different ways we operate in relationships. We right. might be codependent. And God has, the great thing about your teaching, other people that teach God's ways, is what he told us was that my ways are a lamp unto your feet. So you may be depressed because you've never found out that it's okay to say no to abuse. Right, yeah. And you think there's a verse in the Bible that says, blessed are the doormats, for they shall inherit the heels. Yeah, right. It, it's not there. Yeah, that's exactly And a right. lot of people have been taught stuff that's not biblical, but sounds Christian. Mm -hmm. And once you begin to understand, God has ways of getting out of depression. He has ways of coming out of isolation. He has mm -hmm. ways that we clear up our thinking. He has ways that heal the, the unresolved pain. Right. So yeah. that's what I would say to people. And you just got to get with some people that know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I never went for professional counseling because I, probably, I couldn't have afforded it even if I would have wanted to back when I needed help. But the Holy Spirit is our counselor. And because God called me to teach, I had to study all the time. Yeah. And I don't even know how I learned to do this, just the grace of God, but I always studied in areas where I had problems. Yeah. And so... I find the Word of God, you, yeah, don't, all, yeah. you don't just randomly study. Like I say, if you've got a bad temper, reading a book on prosperity is not going to help you. It's not what you really need <laughs> right then. You, know? you should be mad about your prosperity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to apply the Word because it's like medicine right. for your soul. And so Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted. But what I try to explain to people is, like, I can't sit here and say, now, I believe I'm totally healed, but I can't sit here and say that I never have any issues in my life that I know still relate to the way I was raised. Sure. But the difference is now, I know what it is when it happens, and I can resist it 
So now I have a choice. I don't have to just react to what's happening to me, but I can actually act on the Word of God. That's right. And so freedom doesn't necessarily mean that you'll never think about this again or you'll never ever have a, a problem with it again, but it does mean that you recognize things when they come at you and you know if you're deceived you can't you just, you're just in a mess because right. as long as you believe the lies then it's your reality That's right. so I think finding finding the help that you need facing the truth and you know I was probably in my early 20s before I ever told anyone mm. what my dad had done to me and because it's it, it, back then nobody talked about that Oh, you, you, no, didn't, you didn't yeah. talk about incest. You didn't talk, I mean, you never even heard of such a thing. And so it I really thought- It wasn't until like the 80s, 90s that it became kind of yeah. a thing we really focused on. Well, I know when I started talking about it, I don't know of anybody that was talking about it. And I mean, there's so many people that have been hurt, or like you said, abandoned, or a husband has left them for another woman, or a woman's left them for another man, and it, or they've had such disappointments with their children. And life is real, but God is our healer. That's right. But it's not just, it's not a one shot deal. It's just not something like where you go get a shot of Jesus and then you're, <laughs> you're, you're taking care of the rest well, of your life. Well, even medicine doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. You go to the doctor, they give you antibiotic three times a day, every right. day for how many? Exactly. Well, that's spiritual growth. That's exactly right. It's, it's several times a day over the course of time. I love the verse in Hebrews where it says that, that God has perfected made perfect those whom he is making perfect. Yeah, that's good. Like he's made us, right. we're glorified, we're, we're perfect. He looks at us and he sees, and then he's making us into that. And we're yeah. the ones that get to walk that journey. Yeah, right. And that's the process. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I think that's where people get so confused. Yeah. I know when I first got into what back then was the Word and Faith Movement, there was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I was hearing about all these promises of God, but they just didn't seem to be happening in my life. Right. And I didn't, I didn't really realize that it was, it was more than just rebuking the devil and saying a prayer. You know, you, you had to, God shows you things to do, or he shows you things not to. I'll never forget a woman who came to one of my conferences and she came up to me at the end and it, it was like, a meeting where people sat at round tables together and they were there for the weekend. So people got to know people. And she said, well, I know now what my problem is. And I said, what? And she said, well, she said, I sat at a table with a group of ladies who had all been abused like I had. And she said, as I listened to them, she said, everything that God told them to do, he also told me to do. Mm. The only difference was they did it and I didn't. How about that? (laughs) So God was giving you, her the answers, but she was Can you say that again? <laughs> yeah, she said, <laughs> you know, God told yeah. me everything he told them. The only difference was they did what God told them to do. That's right. And I didn't. I was still putting it off, waiting for some miraculous answer. It's like the man who sat by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years waiting for a miracle. Right. And Jesus said, do you really want to get well? And he said, well, every time I try to get into the pool, somebody gets ahead of me. (laughs) And and so it was really like a poor me thing. And Jesus' answer to him was, get up. That's right. Get up. 
That's right. And so sometimes that's all you got to do is just get up out of your situation. Well, let, let me ask you well, one can, more. If Go I ahead. could just say, say one more thing about that. You know, the Bible has two themes that run throughout all the way through from the beginning to the end. And, and, and one of the great verses about this is in Philippians where he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who is at work within you right. to will and to do of his good pleasure. So from day one, God created us and he put us on this earth and then he said, you got to go do some stuff. You got to mm -hmm. subdue and rule it. And then after we fell, he comes back in and he says, I am your healer. I am your provider. I am all of these things. Now, here's the ways you've got to walk in to make this work. Right. And so it is, it is you know, everything, the way he has created us, for example, muscles. Mm -hmm. God, give me bigger muscles. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what he's going to do is he's going to provide the God side of that. He's going to make some broccoli and he's going to make some protein. <laughs> he's going to put a gym down the street. But then it's not until we move yeah. that that begins to grow. And, and you teach people a lot about their thinking. It's not, it's not until you begin to take every thought captive right. and that muscle gets stronger. He's going to empower it. Right. He's going to give you content. But we got to do it. And it's hard. You know, he says in Hebrews, again, my soul will not take pleasure in the one that shrinks back. Right. God wants us getting out of the boat. He wants us stepping into the fight. Right. He wants us stepping into the battle. And he'll win the battle, but we got to step into it. I think it's so important for people to realize that there's always a part that God gives you to do. Now, maybe I was always a real person of action, so sometimes my part was in this, I want you to do nothing. <laughs> sometimes God wants you to just right. be still and wait on him. But... There's always things that God wants you to do, whether it's pray or change the way you talk or, you know, be the first person to take a step to show love to somebody who's hurt you, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And just obeying God will always bring you to a place of victory. It is. Can, can I just say four simple things? Sure. That people can do that will affect these areas of depression, anxiety. Number one, come out of isolation. Take the step to call somebody. Go to a church. And if you, and don't, tell me, well, I tried that. Well, you know, I've had bad food too, but I don't stop eating, yeah. right? So you've got to open up right. and you've got to tell somebody. Number two, think about where to set your boundaries, your mm -hmm. limits. If people are controlling you, manipulating you, you're the only one that can stand up and say, I'm not going to allow myself to be treated that way. And if they're stronger than you, then you go call somebody to stand with you. Mm -hmm. Number three, if there's something that's hurting you, a pain, the word confess means just to agree. Agree with somebody, I've been abused. It's not a sin to be abused. No, no. Talk about your grief. Talk about your pain. Begin to get forgiveness from God for the things, the other things in life, the stuff we've done. If you feel bad about your failure, start to talk about that. You can be forgiven. That's right. And then fourthly, grow up. Yeah. You're not a child. Yeah. Take your, put your, you know, big boy, big girl pants yeah, on. So and grab a talent and go out there right. and work on it. And you'll feel like you have this standing in life that God made for you. Just do those four things yeah. and find a community you can do those with. That's very good. And if I could add two things to your four, then we're gonna have a full package. <laughs>
We'll get a baker's dozen. I, I guess everybody, maybe God speaks different things to them. But for me, one of the things that was really important for me was I had to stop feeling sorry for myself because I'd been abused. Yeah. God showed me that he said, You're, you do have a reason to feel sorry for yourself, but you have no right to because I'm willing to set you free. That's right. But I had to stop using that as an excuse for all my bad behavior. And then the other thing is the whole forgiveness message. You must forgive the people who hurt you. You have to. And if you don't, you're not gonna go anywhere. Well, all you're doing, if you hold a grudge, what you're doing is you're chaining yourself to that person you're yeah. carrying around through the rest of life. Forgiveness is when you set that debt free and you let mm -hmm. it go. And then, you know, is it old Spanish proverb, the best revenge is to have a good life. Yeah. And don't let that unforgiveness have power, power right. over you. That's really and, good. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Joyce Meyer. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.